Uh, yo, yo, free your mind. Free your mind. Yo, 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 yo. Hey, what's going on, people? Welcome back. Um, as always, to free your mind. Uh, this is your boy T Free. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, subscribe, listen, subscribe. Um, on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Free Your Mind Pod. <clears throat> Excuse me, Free Your Mind Pod. Uh, feel free to dial the show as well. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, this busy season in regards to for work and everything. Buy your tickets for the battalion if you have and all that different stuff. Um, but yeah, man, felt compelled to do a podcast. Uh, wish it was under you know better circumstances, but um, you know just had a lot of thoughts. Um, and rather than typing and you know doing different tweets and things of that nature, decided why not you know do a pod for it. Um, if you got, I'm sure you guys know by now if you're listening. Um, Nipsey Hussle. Excuse me. Um, Nipsey Hussle uh, was shot and killed uh, Sunday. As we record this, it's Monday afternoon. Um, he was shot and killed late Sunday evening um, outside of um, his store on uh, on Crenshaw. Um, you know, it was one of those things where obviously, you know, it's, you know, when it happens, you know, and, you know, death happens, as you know, different rappers, you know, over time, obviously we have two that are, you know, iconic and the ones that are, you know, I think most people remember or go back to or, you know, have, you know, vivid memories of, you know, Tupac and uh, Notorious B.I.G., of course. Um, but this one, you know, it just, you know, it, it hit hard. You know, Nipsey, um, you know, for those who don't know, you know, Nipsey Hustle was a uh, rapper out of L.A., um, he's been grinding for years, over 10 years, but he started to get big in regards on the popular mainstream somewhat scale uh, about last couple years ago um he was nominated for a grammy this year um if you're listening to podcasts you know that we've talked about victory lap a lot um to me victory lap was last year i would say probably the best um hip-hop or best album out last year and i say probably because i go back and forth between that and daytona um and again i give probably the slight edge to victory lap because it's just longer um but it, nonetheless, that, you know, Victory Lap was just great, and we talked about it a lot, and it's everything that Nipsey, you know, stands for, you know. Um, if you just looked at him and you heard his n- initial background story, you get the standard, you know, L.A. gang rapper type of shit, but he was always more than that. You know, even, you know, when he came out and listened to interviews and things of that nature, he was always more than, you know, the stereotype of what people wanted him to be. You know, he was always talking about empowering his own people, you know, empower his community, the importance of that, the importance of investing in your community, investing in yourself, and being able to, you know, help those around you. That was always something that he was big on. Um, and you saw a lot of that outpouring happen yesterday as it happened. You know, as soon as the report came out that he got shot, everyone you saw, a lot of people on the timeline, you know, just immediate prayers hoping he would pull through because, you know, you know that meant more than this or standard you know, person getting shot. And I know people, some people, you know, you have the out, not the outrage police, but you have those people out there who want to, y'all, y'all caring, y'all, y'all showing more support for somebody you don't know than somebody you do know or you don't know him. It ain't even about that. Like, if that's the, the vibe that you want to go with, that's, you know, fine, you know, <laughs> you know, be your own party pooper and you know, all your own life or whatnot. But, um, 
people like that sometimes struggle to understand how people you never met, people you don't know, can have a profound effect on your daily life, your weekly life, you know, your monthly goals, wherever it might be. So whether that is a musical artist, an actor, actress, a, no, a, no, someone who does poetry, um, you know, a professor in your school, you know, whoever it might be, you know, people find, you know, find a way to get inspired and they use that. And um, that was obviously a big thing with Nipsey. He always talked about, you know, the marathon, if you followed him. Um, you know, obviously Victory Lap was kind of the tie-in to that, but you had the marathon, and marathon continues. Um, you know, stores and marathons, sort of like everything was involved around that and how he talked about, you know, life was a marathon. And we'll get into that a little bit, but um, yeah, I just wanted to do the pod just because, you know, it, it hit me a lot harder than I thought it would, and not that, you know, I was, I was a fan of Nipsey's. Um, wouldn't say I was a fan from the start. I would say I started to come around I want to say when the Crenshaw um, tape happened, because that's when he was doing the pay, um, the pay for uh, play to play, pay to play, excuse me, uh, when he was charging, uh, you know, thousand dollars and all that, um, and he made a lot of noise about why he was doing it, but it, you know, obviously you could download the tape for free. Um, that's when I started checking him out and listening to his music, and you know, he was good, and over time he got better and better and better, and you know, obviously Victory Lap was what it was in regards of you know being a great album. Um, but it hit me a lot harder than what I thought it w- would be, just because of everything that he did. You saw him, you know him, you know becoming a bigger figure, not only in rap but just in you know pop culture. I was telling somebody last night, like I literally just watched him and uh, Lauren London's interview, or like little couple they had like the couples quiz on GQ. I was watching that like Saturday afternoon. You know this man was on <laughs> fucking Sloshin Avenue. <laughs> Take. On GQ, like, which is just crazy when you think about it, right? Um, but so he's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. He has the Puma deals. He's getting, you know, shout outs from Jay and Rod Nation and all these different things. And at the end of the day, he still was himself at his core. Himself was looking out for his community. Himself was empowering the people who we came up with and the people who are from his neighborhood and seeing, you know, the, the seeds for, um, you know, positivity and him, you know, doing his own, him doing his, uh, his job, him doing, him taking it upon himself to, you know, water those seeds, to nurture those seeds so they can become bigger things. You know, obviously he had a store, um, you know, he was investing, he had the venture, it was a venture 90 where he saw it was just a gap in regards of minorities, uh, when it comes to science and coding and things of that nature, he took that upon himself to help, you know, facilitate that. He had his own, you know, business center where he wanted to get, you know, different businesses, people who, again, weren't going to get necessarily the outreach, the help from your banks, from your, you know, standard places where you look to support to open a business. He did that for his people. Um, you know, he empowered the people around he grew up with. Um, he was always in that neighborhood to show those people and those people in that neighborhood that, you know, something positive can come out of here regardless of what you see on, um, you know, on the news and in the media and all those different things. Um, and it was just crazy, you know, you see a lot of, um, that's a lot of things. Um, you know, when it happened, like maybe two, three minutes after it happened, I remember remember a few different things or a few things, you know, hit me. Uh, I remember Drake's verse from Fear, his song Fear, 
Uh, I think it starts off the second verse, if I remember correctly, the second or the third verse. And he says, um, he said, I didn't cry when Pac died, but I probably will when Hove does. Um, and I remember faintly when that came out, some people were like, what do you mean by that? One thing you have to realize is when Pac died, I was not eight years old. And me and Drake's around the same age, so he was around eight or nine. So obviously we knew who he was. We knew somewhat of the impact, but we didn't know it to that level as you know those people around us, you know, parents, uncles, aunts, you know, cousins, all those people who are older, you know, understood the same thing with Biggie, right? So you understand it, you understand its impact, you see the impact every day or every year. Um when it comes time for the birthdays and anniversaries, things of that nature, but it wasn't in live action per se for you. Um, and you know, it felt that way with Nipsey, you know, because Nipsey was more than a rapper. Like if you look at every, what everything Nipsey stood for, regards to investing in your own community and communities, real estate, investing in your own people, you know, while he rapped great, while he made great records, that was you know, bottom of the totem pole in regards to importance for what Nipsey stood for. And that's how it should be, right? Um, we know that's not the case very often, but he was that person. And that's why I think that impact uh, was there. And I, I think it's why it's hitting a lot of people, you know, very hard, especially people, you know, who are, you know, super fans or just fans or just knew about him in general. Because um, it's more than just, you know, a dead rapper. It's more than that. Um and uh, yeah, that, that just it has to be what it felt like um, when you no know, Pac and Biggie died. Um, again, you just it's you see all the videos of people, uh, you know, being outside and just a lot of people playing his music, riding around, and you know his peers, uh, other celebrities, you know, reaching out to him. And it's crazy. The thing was, you know, and obviously, you know, when somebody dies, you know. It's not too many people who come out and say, like, fuck the person who died. It's usually somebody who's been, you know, super positive. But one thing that kind of stood out that was a little bit different with Nipsey is, like, you saw all his peers, all these rappers, all these celebrities, and everybody had a picture of Nipsey. And you saw pictures from 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 2 years ago. Shit. I think Steph had one from, like, last week or something. Like, like you just, you've seen everyone. He, like, he reached to everyone. Like, he, he was... With everyone, he was cool with everyone. Everyone seemed obviously everyone respected him. Um, and again, I think everyone saw the bigger picture there. Um, and it's just crazy that you know something like that can happen in front of your own store in your own community that you've put there so you can inspire the youth, inspire the people who are still in that neighborhood, come from that neighborhood. And want to um, come out of that neighborhood and succeed in whatever they decide they want to um, succeed in. The fact that that can happen is, it's, I mean, I, it's a crime in itself. But the fact that you can, you know, shoot a man down in front of, like, his his own dream factory. You know what I mean? Like, he put that store there because he never wanted to be disconnected from his neighborhood. Because his neighborhood meant that much to him. But also, he wanted to make sure that he improved that neighborhood. And that's something, you know, we hear from celebrities, people that we see on TV or in your movies or, you know, music and all that. Um, we always want them to be more like the common man or reach the common man, reach the common person. And, you know, come back and visit the quote-unquote hood or, you know, invest in the hood or whatever it might be. You know, and 
I guess there's pros and cons to that. You, you always hear somebody, I remember Boosie always said, you know, you get, on, you get on, you gotta leave. But you see, still there's people that do it. And Nipsey did that to the fullest. Like, I remember, you know, hearing the interview when he said, he, you know, he, he's around the store all the time. Like, his dad and everything helped run the store. Like, he's there all the time. Like, and that shows, again, that shows the commitment, right? Because at this point, he got his money. He's shown, you know, he's put his work in, quote unquote, if you want to go to the gang shit. He's put his work in, quote unquote, as being for the neighborhood and putting people on, putting people on, excuse me. Like, he doesn't have to show anything. He can move to Calab- uh, Calabasas and you know, live his life and he can still be respected and ain't nobody really going to say anything to him about, you know, you're not acting like you're from here or whatnot because they know it. But he decided to still live his purposes. And one of his purposes was to improve life from him, for himself, his family, his community and he wanted to do that more than just giving you you know turkey drives every Thanksgiving or something you know he 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 invested so much of himself not just capital not just money not just time there's so much of himself in that community um and to see that happen and I don't know we don't know who it's what who did what We'll talk about talk about that a little bit later, because you know speculation is wild, and I don't understand how people speculate so crazy when someone has lost, you know, their their father, their son, their you know spouse, and how you get on God's internet or whoever internet Al Gore's internet, whoever internet you want to call it, how you get on there and you just talk so reckless about things when it's having a direct effect on another person is. Just it's crazy, um, and obviously prayers to Lauren London. That was like the first thing I thought about because again, you know, I just had just watched that video um, the day before, and you saw, you know, like it was obvious. One thing when you saw them together, it was obvious how much they loved each other. Um, you know, they always talked about them being soulmates and things of that nature, and it was cool. They had this couple quiz and. Um, you know, he got everything right. He might have been finessing a little bit, though. He he got it right, but he was giving, like, the standard answers. But nonetheless, you know, right is right. Um, but you saw that, right? You know, you saw it in all the pictures. So for that to happen, and, you know, now she has to grow. She has to raise, you know, a child um, as well as the other child. He has two children, I believe. Uh, yes, you know, those children have to be raised. Without a positive role model, male role model in her life, and what I mean by that is, you know, um, we, you know, we talk about, you know, in general, needing, you know, male positive black role models, right? And that's a common thing that's needed. Um, and for some people, they have it in their home, and for some people, they have it in their neighborhood, and for some people, they have it at school. But for some people, they have to find, they have to work really, really hard to try to seek and find that. And unfortunately, for some people, it's a you know an everlasting quest. Like they never actually find one they can latch on to. Um, no, they now have to grow up looking for one when there was one who was right there, and not only just one that was right there, but he was doing a great job at being that. And for that to be stripped away from them, of no consequence of their own, 
um, is just is is sickening to see. And again, it's, it's in that in his own neighborhood that he invested so much, you know, time and and it's, I don't even say invested so much money. Yeah, the money's the money's important, the capital's important, but the time, the the commitment is more is the most important because you know that's a you know a recording artist. He got eight billion different things to do. He you know got clothes. He got clothes lines. He got partnerships with Puma. He got a billion different things to do, but his commitment was to the neighborhood. And that commitment means more than the money, because he, you know, his he backed this, he put his money where his mouth was, but also he made sure that his mouth was there when the money was being spent, right? Like he was there. And yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's it. I, again, when you see a celebrity death, you know, some people. I, I for me, I feel like the last time that something like this hit me was probably pretty sure it was Prince, probably off the top of my head. Um... And, you know, Prince was obviously a lot older. He had been in my life, my whole life. But, you know, you have a lot of more memories when it comes to that. You know, with this, it, it, I didn't think it would necessarily hit me as hard. But then I just thought, saw myself all last night just thinking about it. And just, you know, thinking about different verses from the songs. And, you know, for me, like, again, you know, Victory Lap, like, that was something that was on a weekly rotation of my Victory Lap. Um... I listened to that literally at least once a week, whether it was on my running list, whether it was just me working out, like hustle and motivate and loaded bases. And I can't even listen to blue, uh, blue laces Two last night. Like I tried to, and I just couldn't get to that third verse. And if you've heard the song, you know, I'm pretty sure you probably know why I just couldn't even listen to the third verse of blue laces Two. But that was the album that I listened to on a weekly basis, not even counting all this, you know, other stuff like Mailbox Money and Marathon Continues and all those other albums that I you know, went back and got back into um, after kind of victory lap solidified what I thought of, you know, Nipsey as an artist. But, you know, it's just one of those things. I just, last night, I just kept thinking about it. I couldn't get my mind off of it. Um, it was just, it was crazy. And I woke up today and I was, that first thing I thought about, like, fuck, like, Nipsey really, like, really got killed. Um, and, you know, it's, you, you, just the, the great thing, there are a lot of great things about, you know, music and the artist who makes music and why you decide to listen to music. Because music has, you know, multiple forms, right? You know, you got your turn up music, you got your slow jam music, you got your music that touch your soul, you got your music that's this, you know, I don't want to say empty noise, but it gets you in a good mood, and it's, that's what it's there for, right? Like, it's not meant to be, you know, the most inspiring shit. You got different, all kinds of different types of music. But, um, you know, when you find, you know, artists and have music that inspires you to do better, inspires you to wake up in the morning and be better than what you were yesterday, that's the ultimate goal of life, right? You want to... We are here on earth, um, at least I believe so. We are here on earth to improve in some form or fashion every single day. You know, whether that's, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, educationally, financially, whatever it might be. Uh, we are here to improve in some form or fashion. And, you know, sometimes you need like a kickstart to the day, right? Whether that be your coffee, whether that be waking up in the morning, working out. Whether that be, you know, a kiss on your loved one, whether that be, you know, you reading a Bible scripture, whether that be you thinking of a, you know, a parent or a lost parent or, you know, a, a 
brother or sister or whatever it might be, whether it be you having to provide a better life for your spouse, your brothers, your sister, your kids, whatever it might be, or it could just be, you know, a poem, you know, uh, or a song or an artist. Like, it's funny. I was telling, um, one of our Neos, um, Friday, like, you know, yeah, you have to learn poems. Um, and it's part of just what you have to do, but the goal of those poems are for you to internalize them and use them when you need to. So like for me, test of a man means a lot more than just me just reading a poem. Cause I had to do it for a certain time of my life for a certain amount of time of my life. Right. Like that's a poem that internalizing when shit goes bad, when shit gets rough, like that gives me my kickstart. Right. And music does the same way. I can listen to a whole song. I can listen to a Kanye song. I can listen to a Nipsey song like these and they kind of get you where you need to go. And that's what's important. I think for an artist in order to have longevity uh, more and more today than ever, longevity is going to keep you around because longevity is going to have you, you know, have fans. You're going to be inspired by you and they're going to want to listen to you and they're going to want to support you in any form or fashion. They're going to ride for you. Um, and, you know, uh, Nipsey was a uh, uh ideal perfect artist when it comes to that he always talked about the marathon um no life is a marathon talk about the marathon all like he obviously it was a running theme um no pun intended there um for nipsey but that was a thing for him so those who were invested in nipsey those who listened those who went back and listened those who just got caught up whatever it might be one thing you pick up on is how he wanted to improve life in multiple forms himself for his family for his community and that's not just a one day um that's not a one day job that's not a one day plan like it's a marathon and you have to perform in that marathon you have to prepare for that marathon you have to run that marathon and continue to run it um and again it was just a theme that he always had and as you became a fan that theme hit you so i seen you know, shout out to Daz, because Daz was like one of the first people who put me on Nipsey years ago, so many years ago. Um, and I know he was talking about it. Um, he was, you know, he has Nipsey on his, you know, his screensaver on his phone. You know, he was talking about how, you know, Nipsey inspired him to do better for, you know, his family. Like, again, it's just when you find that artist, right? And again, we have multiple artists. It's not just one, per se. You could have five or you could have ten, whoever it might be. But when you find an artist and they have a mission, they have a goal, they have a a mantra, whatever it might be, that inspires you. Like, when something happens to an artist, it's going to touch you deeply. And, I, again, I didn't necessarily think it would hit me as hard because I've never met Nipsey. I don't know him. Um, you know, but it did. And, you know, even... You know, I guess the big thing with his mantra that I thought of that took away, it's like, yeah, the marathon continues. It has to continue. Like, this is a man who, you know, stood for a lot. So even in death, what he stands for does not die with him. It lives on. It has to continue. He talked about better his community, investing in your own community, investing in the people of your community. These are all things that we, especially, you know, us as black people, you know, we... We, we yell for, we cry for, we vote for, you know, we do so many different things for someone to, you know, do these things, invest in us. And this is a man that was doing that with his people. 
Um, and that's not a that's not a mantra that has to die. You can't let that mantra die. You can't let that mindset die. You know, he always said the marathon continues, so it has to continue. Um, so whether that's on his peers level in regards to, you know, the artists and everything that was with him, but also on an individual level within yourselves, within us as a community, within your groups, um, again, the marathon has to continue. Um, you know, he was more than a rapper. So we have to make sure that his legacy reflects that. And we have to make sure that we carry that out, those who are who are affected by, you know, some of the things he stood for. Again, you don't have to be necessarily a full-fledged fan. Like, I'm not asking you to go out there and get a tattoo or no shit like that. But if you understood that mantra, if, if, if made you feel a way, if you, you know, listened to his music and you walked away empowered or saw things that he, were, that he was doing, you walked away empowered or, shit, you saw the videos of him and Laura London or the memes or whatever it might be, and you walked away empowered, like, you got to make sure that, that his legacy, the things that empowered you, you continue that so you can hopefully, you know, internalize those things and you do those things and you can empower the people around you. That, again, that would be an example of the marathon. Um, you know, it's crazy. Uh, a couple weeks ago, um, we were talking at UWM, uh, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, those who aren't from here, um, and they had a... Um, a uh, male, a, a black youth male summit, and uh, we had a workshop that we did, and it was about you know what it meant to be an African African American male, and we got interviewed for it, um, and it was it was real cool because we we're able to talk to these you know middle schoolers, and one big thing that we really wanted to f- focus on is you know positive reinforcement. You no, know, these are the things. You know, we have certain adjectives, certain things that we hear on TV or are just showcased in media or just in life about what black people are, what what, what black people are. You know, we're not, a, but they make it seem like we're a monolith, right? Like we're all the same. We're all these stereotypes and we're not. So for us, you really want to focus on positive reinforcement. What do you think? Uh, you know, being a you know black male is, and we asked the kids this, and they had some great answers. You know, we had leader. We, you know, they would say you know leaders. They would say caring. They would say you know being brothers, being sons, being fathers, being husbands. Um, you know, they would say you know being soft, and not soft in a bad way, but being again caring, uh, opening up to you know people. Um, you know. Those that positive reinforcement is something that we don't see very often, but it was something that was important that we did for these youth. And I was thinking about that yesterday um, with the Nipsey news. I was like, not in the same, you know, it was in the same vein. It was, you know, some of those things that Nipsey is really big on. Obviously, it's positive reinforcement of the people, his community um, that he's from. That's why he's investing. That's why he invested, you know, so much of his time, commitment, money, all those different things. He see he saw the positivity, and he knew that positivity just needed help so it could boom and blast and become bigger, more powerful, and reach more people. You know, he saw the people who, um, you know, might be into coding, but might not have the resources to get into it. So he gave them a way to get into it. Um, he saw the people who you know might want to start a business, but didn't necessarily have the resources or the know how the know how to do it, positive reinforcement, right? He he reinforced those people with the resources and the ability to do those things. Um, 
It's just what he did. That's what he showed. That's what he talked about all the time. All the time. That's important. Because, again, positive reinforcement, it starts there. Once the positive reinforcement hits you and you internalize it and you believe it and you truly believe it, that's going to carry out in your actions and how you move. And for us, if you want to talk to that as a middle school, you guys have these positive reinforcements. You guys can all be leaders. You have to believe you can. So that way you can empower and you know you can empower and embolden your peers, your classmates, your brothers, your sisters, your mother, your father, your cousins, all those different things. Like you guys can be leaders. You guys can care for one another. You can care for yourself. And you can help improve your situation, your family situation, and then so on and so forth. It starts with one. But if one if one person does it, another person does it, that's two people that's doing it. If two people, if two groups of two do it, that's four people who's doing it, and so on and so forth. It always has to start with one, but we can multiply that one by however many people. It's eventually going to happen. And again, if you internalize that and you move that way and your actions reflect that, it's going to help. And that's something that Nipsey talked about, rapped about, but he also did. And it was just, um, it was uh, crazy. Uh, I, I mean, it just, again, a lot of different things came to mind yesterday. I remember one of his, um, it was his verse um, from really his latest song. So, uh, Racks in the Middle, I think, came out, I want to say, the week after the Grammys. Uh, maybe even the day after the Grammys. Um, and um, I thought about the verse. It was, just, I think, the second verse. Um, and he has a line. And it's just like, you know. It's like we uh we just embrace the only life we know. If it was me, I would tell you, nigga, nigga, live your life and grow. I tell you, finish what we started, reach them heights, you know. Like that's what we got to do, right? Like we have to do that. Like Nipsey, and I think in that verse, he's talking to, um, he's talking to um, a friend of his. But now that now that rings true for him, unfortunately. Um, but it does, like. We got to embrace the life that we know. We come from it. We got to find a way to improve it. But, you know, live your life and grow. You know, live your life, find a way to grow. Spiritually, emotionally, personally, financially, whatever it might be, grow. Become bigger, become better. Grow. Reach them heights. Like, we ain't done. We're never a finished product. Like, we're never finished. No matter who you look at, um... Shit, shout out to Hove. If you look at Hove and Beyonce, they won what Hove won the President's Awards from the NAACP, and him and Beyonce won. I think it was like the Trailblazer Award from um, Glad, which is the gay, uh, the Gay Lesbian Alliance. I can't remember all the letters, but the Gay Lesbian um, Organization. Um, and again, if you, that's Hove always growing. Hove's damn near fifty years old. We've been listening to Hove for over 20 years. Hove released 8 billion albums. His last one, 444's last solo album, was a side that a lot of people didn't see from Hove. Side that Hove didn't necessarily know that he had. He's always growing. You know, if you look at, no matter who you're looking at, you're always growing. Whatever a finished product. So you have to be able to internalize that. And again, that was something that Nipsey was always working on. He was always finding a way Become a better person, a better father, better, um, better, better figure in the community, better everything. You know, he's trying to reach those heights. He was always growing, 
And, you know, the marathon, again, the marathon continues. He was trying to finish what he started. He was never content. He was never going to stop. He was always running the marathon, you know. And now, again, unfortunately, that line reflects directly to his life because we have to finish what he started. Those in his community have to finish what he started there. You know, those who internalize and t- know know what he talked about and feel that feel that way have to finish what he talked about on our levels. We have to grow as people. We have to grow as a community. We have to help others grow. We have to empower them with the skills and the resources and just the fucking belief that they can be what they want to be. And again, I was when it, when it happened, that was like one of those verses that stood out to me right away. And I was like, fuck. Like, like he was talking about some of his boy, like how you died 30 something, how you died at the game banging all those years. Just like, fuck. Nipsey was fucking 33. Got a whole life to live. Got a whole marathon to run still. And he was doing a hell of a job of running it. But now somebody else got to pick up the baton and finish. Um, and yeah, man. This, um, this Probably like a whole bunch of random tangents tied together and shit. But, you know, I just felt it was something to talk about. Because um, I know it's something. The thing when someone passes and it's kind of the. Social social media is the gift and the curse of different things, right? And what I mean by that is it can control so much of how your day goes, gosh, emotionally, um, you know, personally, whatever it might be. I remember there's something Charlemagne talked about when he said he was easing off social media because nowhere in your regular life does someone walk up to you every single day when they wake up, when you wake up, and they tell you, hey, man, fuck you, you suck, you bitch ass, whatever, 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 whatever. Like, that doesn't happen on a regular basis. It's not to be regular. It's not supposed to be regular, but with social media, that that's now a regular thing. You see so many, <laughs> you see a wide spectrum of thoughts, and you know it's kind of hard when you want to talk about something, but then because you got a wide spectrum of thoughts, you got a wide spectrum of people who you follow or who follow you, and that opens up Pandora's box of eight billion other different thoughts, so you can't even express what you want to say. Because either there's not enough characters or when you get all enough characters, people come in with their own comments and then it turns into a black hole, all kind of crazy shit. Um, so instead of doing that on social media for me, I do it here. Um, I find it, I, would, I, I, would, I wouldn't say more peaceful. I just find it more of unified thought as opposed to five, you know, 140 character tweets that can be misinterpreted. Um, but also the downside, I would say of social media is you get a lot of people who just, I don't, I don't really know how to say it. They just don't, they just act without couth, I guess would be the best way. Like, this man, like Nipsey was dead for all of 20 minutes and 8 billion different conspiracy theories came out. Yeah, people, first off, he, well, I didn't see the video. I didn't see the picture. I wasn't gonna look at the video. I wasn't gonna look at the picture. Again, I don't understand this whole phenomenon that when something somebody's hurt the first thing I'm going to do is record a video and send it and share it with thousands of strangers I don't understand it you see it happen every week on Facebook it's some kind of crazy car accident or somebody shot and body laid out in the middle of the street and you somebody there recording as opposed to calling 911 as opposed to whatever it might be they're recording to share with two people they might know and thousands of people who don't know, who they don't know. I'll never understand it. Um, 
And he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't even dead 20 minutes. So you have people trying to share shit. Somebody on Twitter or on Instagram saying that he did it. Then you had all the conspiracy theories, right? And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the thing, you know, people are quote unquote, unquote woke. Um, and he was talking about, you know, yeah, people, oh, he was talking about empowering his people and the Dr. Sebi, you know, and that's why they wanted to kill him. And like, I mean, if you feel that way, that's cool. Your social media is your outlet. But I want to ask people who do that, right? Like, we're not talking about some random, I mean, you are talking about some random person you don't know necessarily, but again, you're talking about who has a family. <laughs> like, you saying all these crazy things and somebody who just lost a spouse, their father, their brother, their son, their best friend, whoever they might be, like, they just lost that person 10, 20 minutes ago. So many people have not even officially seen or heard the official news from a loved one that, you know, he's passed. Y'all want to do 8 billion different conspiracy theories. Why? Why? Like, it's like, is that really that important right now at this moment? It's, and it's like, it's, it's tasteless, in my opinion. Because again, it's like, you, you can separate those two different things and the conspiracy, if you want to rock with the conspiracy theory thing, it's cool. That can come back later in the week and come back next week. Like, that can come back in a couple weeks. Like, you can bring those things out. You can bring them out once, you know, they decide they don't find a suspect or whatever it might be. You can bring those back. But for that to be like the first thing that's on your mind, instead of, damn, we lost somebody who was important. Damn, we lost somebody we rock with. Damn, Laura, Lauren London lost her fucking soulmate. Damn, her they kids lost their father. Damn, instead of that being the first, you want to be fucking Inspector Gadget. And I, I just don't understand it. I do not. And it's always the, it's the same fake world people. They spell hustle wrong and them post and all these different things. Um, maybe, I, oh my God, the last like 10 hours we've been saying like the same quote with a picture of Nipsey and Dr. Seven. This is like, uh, what was it? If they, they go, they go, if they, uh, if they kill me for this documentary, I better ride, which context. You always see me talk about context. Context is very important. Context is the one part of social media that is always lacking. And it's the one part of inter- social interaction that is slowly dying every single day within this context is important no matter whatever the fuck you say, whatever the fuck happens. If you watch the clip, that is said tongue in cheek. Like he's saying it tongue in cheek. He might have believed it, I don't know. But he said it said tongue in cheek. He's not being serious when he said it. <laughs> like it's if watch again, the context is there, but again, that doesn't matter. Cause people want to just run through conspiracy theories. Um they wanted to kill him for making a documentary about information that was always on Google. Dr. Sebi is an unknown figure. He's not a new figure. We, if you, It's not new. Regardless if you think any of it's right or any of the science is stuff and true, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to think. I'm just going to sit here and tell you that's been on Google for easily decades. Like, none, it's not really new. So it's not like he was discovering anything um again i it's if that's your, if your conspiracy route is your thing and that's what you do at least wait until nipsey's in the ground before you start like it's still more people mourning 
and I'm not even talking about us regular people who you know don't know him. We just are fans. His fan, like his fucking family, gotta see Lauren London. Gotta hear eight. Gotta see eight billion comments under her damn last Instagram post with people talking about that shit. Like, you think she want to see that? Like, think about it. And that's where, like, again, and compassion. Like, I don't. First thing I thought about was like, fuck, Nipsey gone, fuck. His, his children have to be now brought up in the world, a crazy world, a world as hard enough as it is, without their father. Laura London, she has to raise her children. Without, she has to go through her life without the person who was her soulmate who made her so happy. And the first thing that y'all think about, and then not only think about, comment all on social media where she can see, comment on her shit where you're just sending it to her about your crazy conspiracy theories. Like, I, I do not understand it. It's, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't. Like, I, I don't. Like, you would swear y'all niggas are just professors at all the finest institutions the way I want to just get to the information first. And the shit don't be like information. It's just like random thoughts. But, I mean, that's the that's the world we live in. But if you just say it's the evil world we live in. And for some people, that's how y'all move. And again, if that's what you believe in, that's cool. I haven't gotten even it. I haven't gotten to that part in my mind to start internalizing what could have, would have, should have happened, and who did it, and all the other shit. They haven't found a person who done it. Who knows they ever are going to? But I haven't even gotten to that point. It's still a shot that shit happened in front of his own place of business in his own community that he rolled so fucking hard for. Um, yeah, uh, again, I mean, I, the, the thing with this is always going to bring back great memories, good memories when you hear like, and that's the thing, that's one of the big things, positive things when it comes to, you know, people, whether they be celebrities or not, whatever, whoever they might be, when they have, they have an impact in your life, no matter big or small, there's always going to be something that you know always brings that memory always lasts. So it's always going to be something that triggers a memory, right? So whether it's you know a loved one, and you know you think about something that they said or the way you know you cook a food and you learn from your you know your family member or whoever it might be. It's so like an example. Not that I need to give y'all personal examples or shit, but like my stepfather worked um, for a huge construction firm in the area. So they built a lot of different buildings in Milwaukee. So whenever I go to like a Miller Park, and it's I funny, I was just telling um, some of the people at the distillery this on th- opening day last Thursday. Whenever I go to Miller Park or drive past it, the first thing I think about is my stepfather. Because I remember him taking me there while they were building it and, you know, just seeing seeing this huge stadium being built. I remember whenever I drive underneath the Midwest Express Center or the Wisconsin Center or whatever, they helped build that. I think about him. Whenever I drive past Tech, they help build that. I think about him. Whenever I drive past Basher, I think about him. They help build that. 
So like those different memories, they bring back memories. It doesn't have to be a, you know a certain day or anniversary. Sometimes it's small triggers do it. And I think the thing with music is that it can all that 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 trigger of a great memory will always be there. Because his music will always be around. And the great thing about Nipsey is he was always one for his being able to own and support your own art, your own business, and having control of it. So he controls his master. So stream, go stream Victory Lap 8 billion times. Um, if you haven't already, if you have, do, it, do this shit another 8 billion times. Because he owned it, so now that's going to be support his family. Um you know, but you can always listen to music. You can always listen to something. Like I said, a lot of Victory Lap was on my running list from last year, and even if, as I start building it for this year, um, there's still songs on there from there. Um, so it is, it's you know those moments are going to trigger, you know, great things. You have great memories, but hopefully, especially when it comes, if you think about Nipsey, what what it triggers is a inspiration to continue to do better in life. To continue that marathon, that's at the at the end of the day, that's what Nipsey was about. Your marathon, and continue it no matter what, regardless of what your marathon may be. So again, it might be finishing school, it might be you know getting a new job or starting a career. Hell, you said work is hard, man. Y'all know how work be. Said sometimes the marathons is making it to five o'clock. Like someday you gotta deal with crazy motherfuckers and the marathon is just let me get to five without cussing somebody out. Whatever that marathon is, you know, it's gonna trigger that. So hopefully it can help make you this a better person, whether that's a better person for the day, for the hour, for the year, for your life, whatever it might be. And you know, make the people in the community around you better people. And again, it's something that's important and that's something that he talked about, something that he showed. Um, it's something that, again, he just, it's, it's what he was as he got older and as he got older, as he got bigger, as he got bigger at the end of the day, that's what he was. It never changed. It got bigger, did it on a bigger platform. It reached a lot more people. He helped a lot more people, but the message is always the same. Marathon got to continue.